You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we bring in now Brad Thomas from NBA, NBC Sports Edge to talk a little college football. Brad, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, so, hey, let me uh, start off here. Sorry about that. I had something going on with my headphone. Uh, I am in love with this Utah team in the Pac-12. Um, yeah. Absolutely love them, man. And so I know everybody's really high on USC, probably rightfully so, with Lincoln Riley coming over and bringing in Caleb Williams and stealing away Jordan Addison from uh, Pitt as well. What are your thoughts, though, on the Utes? They bring back double-digit starters. Cam Rising's back. Tavion Thomas is back. What, what are your thoughts on Utah this year in the Pac-12? You know, as as – fishy as it sounds and how basic and square it sounds. I'm on Utah to win the conference. Listen, like you said, a lot of people are on USC and rightfully so they're getting a lot of talent in. they're getting one of the best coaches in college football in, but we have to face the fact that they're a four win team last season. It would be the largest jump from being a four win team to possibly going undefeated. I think this Utah team is a team who's going to win 11 games. They're going to win eight or nine conference games. Like you said, they bring back a ton of starters, and this is a very, very good defense. What's more scary than a very good defense? Pairing them with a hot tandem of Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas. They're going to score a lot of points, and a lot of people want to talk about how elite, how that elite defense got shut down or, or dismantled, trampled over in the Rose Bowl. I think the Rose Bowl game was the best thing that could possibly happen to Utah. They went toe-to-toe with one of the best offenses in the country. This is a team that has bigger aspirations than winning the Pac-12. They want to make it to the playoffs. They want a legitimate shot to win the national championship, and that I think they do. Let's talk a little bit then about USC because, like you said, there's a lot of expectations on this team for Lincoln Riley to turn things around. They've got Caleb Williams at uh, at quarterback for the next two seasons. We know what Lincoln Riley has done in terms of offensively being very potent, especially with t- the talent that they've assembled, getting Travis Dye from Oregon, <clears throat> and also picking up some other folks in the transfer portal. So, But we also know what Oklahoma does not do. They don't play defense. Um, the total for them in, in the win total is 9.5. What do you like there? Is it an easy under? It's got to be an easy under because – Listen, you can add all of the offense you want, but if you can't stop the run, which they couldn't last year, allowing 167 rush yards per game, these teams are going to eat you alive. Also, they're strugg- they were struggling to protect the quarterback. Those are two things that you just can't put a Band-Aid on. You just can't get a new coach, can't get a new quarterback, and expect that you're going to all of a sudden be a 10-win team. I think for USC, if they win eight games next year, that is something that they can absolutely hang their hats on and say that they had a positive season. If they win eight games next season, I absolutely be afraid of them the following year. Brad, you talked a little bit about that Rose Bowl game, and like Utah had the double-digit lead, obviously, at the half, and then all of a sudden Ohio State and C.J. Stroud just took over, and they bring everybody back pretty much on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they do lose a couple of those skill position players, but they just retool at Ohio State. And then defensively, they were really young last year. Like Their linebackers were pretty much all freshmen. They're another year older. What are your thoughts on the Buckeyes this year, especially in the Big Ten? I feel like it's them or Michigan, right? Yeah, it's definitely going to be them or Michigan. And luckily, the game, the game, is at the shoe this year. I have Ohio State winning. I wouldn't even bother putting money on Michigan because the reason 
why Ohio State lost to Michigan in that game was not only because Michigan had their number, but they played in a snow game, Mm -hmm. very cold weather, and they were getting destroyed up front. Well, now Ohio State add Jim Knowles to get stronger on the defensive line. I think we should see a very big season for Zach Harrison. There's going to be a Zach Harrison come out year because he's going to have Oklahoma State's very elite Jim Knowles teaching him how to be aggressive, teaching him how to attack. This is this Ohio State team. Their problem last year was they weren't strong defensively. You know, they could yeah. score with the best of them. And now they're going to go through a identity change. I'm afraid for every team in the Big Ten because they play a ticked off Ohio State who wants to prove that not only can they score points, they can stop you from scoring. Brad, there's a lot of controversy or I guess just a lot of chatter on both sides about what's going to happen to Pitt now. Their win total is eight and a half. Um, There's a lot of people who think without Kenny Pickett and without Jordan Addison that this offense is not going to be nearly as explosive, right? And I think Pat Narduzzi wants this team to be a little bit more balanced with this West Coast offense now in place. Um, Some people think that they're going to take a step back. Some people think that they're going to be just fine and they might even take a step forward. What do you think? I think they're going to be just fine. Um, If I were to take a flyer on the winner of the ACC and it's not Clemson, it's not North Carolina State, I'm absolutely backing Pitt. Listen, they're getting slow this year. I I had the privilege of watching Kenny Pickett play a few times up close and personal on the sidelines. He was a tremendous quarterback. But one thing that Pat Narduzzi did that I really liked was he always sets his players up for success. I think he's going to do the exact same, same thing for Slavis. The reason Slavis didn't succeed wasn't because he didn't have the arm strength or the talent as quarterback. It's because he was always under pressure. Now Pitt have a good offensive line, and they're returning about 56% of the offensive production that they had last year. I think it's enough. This is a team that averaged 41 points per game. They're always going to have a good defense. I would probably go over on the win total. Um, especially since the win total over is going to be plus money. Brad, I got two quick ones for you. So what's your favorite, what are your favorite win totals or futures, conference futures, anything that you've played or yeah. looking to play, maybe numbers that are still available or even if they're not available? Yeah, my favorite, I'll give you my favorite two. Number one is Iowa win total over seven and a half games. Right now it's juiced to the under, so you get minus 105. Listen, this is a 10-win team. We know year in and year out, offense, their offense is terrible it struggles but they hang their hats on their defense jack campbell seth benson and riley moss all return this is going to be an improved offensive line i know they're losing they're losing their workhorse but they have two very good running backs i think this win total is a little disrespectful i think they can easily win nine games i love that so what i did in the acc was i grabbed a little piece of miami when they were plus 600 plus 625 actually to win the acc figuring if they do meet Clemson in the uh, ACC championship game on a neutral, they'll probably be three and a half, four point favorites. I like Van Dyke. I like, you know, Mario just got there, but I obviously like what he does in the trenches, what he did at Oregon, made them into a tougher team. What are your thoughts on Miami and then just the ACC? Obviously, you know, Clemson, there's a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the ball. We know they're going to be stacked defensively. What would you do there in the ACC? The ACC is one of those conferences this year where you pick your favorite out of, don't bet Clemson, pick your favorite out of Miami, North Carolina State, and and Pitt. Why I'm saying don't bet Clemson, because if you take a conference favorite at minus 130, I will probably think you're crazy. But for Miami, my biggest problem is one thing that we've always known about Miami through the years is they've always had that Miami swagger. 
something that didn't rub me the right way when Crystal Ball came in town is that oh, I know we're exactly. take away. Yes. Yep, we're going to take away the turnover chain because that's not the culture we have here. And those kinds of things, you know, while I think he might be on the right track long term, those cause little ripples in the organization early on. And I don't think, especially what Miami's sitting at plus 450, I don't think it's a price that I'm going to get behind. If you want to, if, if you want a realistic underdog, you have to go North Carolina State. North Carolina yeah. State lost close games, but they still were a dominant team. The best defense outside of Clemson in the conference and probably the best quarterback in Devin Leary. Yeah, I'm also curious about Oregon. You talk about teams with new coaches, big expectations, trying to take jumps. I love – I went to Oregon myself. I love Dan Lanning. I think he's going to really add some defensive intensity to this team that has been lacking at Oregon for since I went there in 2004, right? So – but, listen, they open up at 17.5-point dogs in Athens, Georgia. Talk about a little disrespectful to Dan Lanning. What are your expectations for Oregon this season, and, and what do you think about that first-week line? So, first, I think that first-week line is going to be very, very accurate. I think Georgia's going to be able to shut down Bo Nix at quarterback. I think it's also a little unfair for Oregon to have to go ahead and, and play that 14-point line. But listen, let's talk about Dan Lanning being set up for success. Dan Lanning gets 14 starters returning. He doesn't have to play USC, he doesn't have, and he gets Utah and UCLA both at home. The problem with Oregon was has never been offensive production, especially last year. Yeah. It was defensive. And you bring in a defensive mind coach in Dan Lanning, I think they make it to the title game. They have one of the easiest schedules, and it's, it's, it's one of those situations where you see Dan Lanning coming in here and he's probably licking his chops because Mario Cristobal set him up right for success. So, Brad, if you had to make a uh, – an, an... If, I don't know if you played the Heisman or any props, any uh, futures on that market or anything like that, but would you go with the two quarterbacks at the top, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or do you think there's maybe a dark horse out there? Um, I'm not going with either quarterback, and I just can't play those odds. The lowest odds I've played since I've been handicapping football were was last year on Bryce Young at plus 800. Yeah. Um, I have a couple ideas in mind, and my first one is Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma, um, his price dropped from 50 to one. He's sitting most places around 33 to one. I still think it's a good price. When Dylan Gabriel was passing for over 3,500 yards in back-to-back seasons, he had one of the best play callers, quarterback coaches in Jeff Levy. Now Jeff Levy is going to OU with Dylan Gabriel, and they're playing a a, a very pass-friendly uh, schedule. So if Dylan Gabriel can get back to that success and get the training wheels taken off which were put on him uh, last year before he got injured, I think it's a very good price. And another one that I really like, not a lot of people are going to be on this one. This is Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, 50-1. to Yeah, yes. Yes, and and hear me out. So Alabama has – it's been a long time since Alabama has had an explosive running back. A long time, I mean a couple years. You know, now they have a guy who, who is a legitimate threat out of the backfield catching passes or he run between the tackles. Bryce Young's going to get the love. You, we already know that. But this is going to be a different Alabama team. Nick Saban has wanted to bring this Alabama team back down from their high horse of being this offensive firepower to a team who gets dirty. They play strong. They play hard, which means more carries for Gibbs. And then when times get tough, it's going to be an improved offensive line. But when times get tough for Bryce Young, he's going to have that check down option in Gibbs. I think Gibbs has an opportunity to put up really big numbers. And it wouldn't shock me if he's going to be one of the Heisman finalists. 
I love that play right there as well. Uh, Brad, we only got about 60 seconds. Unfortunately, I am a Notre Dame fan. I don't have high expectations, even though I love Marcus. I think it's going to take him a year. Uh, is there any reason not to just hammer Ohio State week one with those wide receivers and those skill position players going against that Notre Dame secondary? <laughs> I'm going to be at the game, and I'm absolutely going to be hammering Ohio State. Ohio State lost that game to Oregon, so you know they're going to be absolutely ready. This time, it's going to be a night game, and they're going to be ready in the shoe. No way I think Marcus Freeman is going to come out and get the cover here. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. We really appreciate it. we got to have you on again soon. Yeah, Great awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Absolutely. I'll be totally down. Brad Thomas, NBC Sports Edge, talking a little college football betting. Loves Utah, I which I love to hear. I approve. Doesn't love my Miami pick so much, but hey, he doesn't. I, I forgot to tell him the hedging opportunity. We just bet Clemson on the money line then, and we either get our money back or we win, you know, 600 bucks. So I'm all for that.